We're here to what? Rewind. That's right. We're going to go with the rewind today. Wes Green, a.k.a. Conrad. We're going to go right into it. We're going to hit on some college football. We're going to recap college football. And when I recap it, uh, it's going to be some things I'm going to speak about. Let's talk about LSU. Are they for real? Is that quarterback for real? Because for me, the quarterback, he ran away from home. He was at Ohio State. And he chose to leave Ohio State because he did not want to compete no more. And he chose to go to LSU. Now, LSU always has great athletes. You know, Louisiana has some great high school football players. And then you've got Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Oklahoma. you got so much Texas, all that around Louisiana. Okay, so he came into a what? A gold mine. And he's looked good because of these guys. Don't get it wrong now. I'm not trying to go against LSU. They got a great defense. They got a coach that's a little over the top, but he is happy where he is. He said this is his dream job. A lot of coaches say that, but he said this is his dream job. LSU looks ready, but my problem is the quarterback will fail them in the end. He will fail them because he's not really a top-notch guy. Let's go back again. Oklahoma. Would you believe it? Baylor was like, yes, we're going to have an undefeated season. We're up by 20-something points. And then the roof, the roof, the roof falls in. It ain't on fire. It's, it fell in. Boom. Jalen Hurst and that offense started clicking. The defense started getting stops. That was the thing. The defense started getting stops. They're going to have to do something with their defense. Now, the interim defensive coordinator last year did a better job than this guy that they got right now. I'm not impressed with the defensive coordinator they have right now, and this may be the downfall of Oklahoma. But Jalen Hurst is the real deal, and I'm telling you, they really got it going in that second half. Big time ups to them. Hey, we're going to recap a little bit about what? UCLA. Why is everybody going crazy about UCLA? I am so happy it went back to what? Back to life. Back to reality. Yes, they got smashed. And they got smashed real good. That's right. They got smashed so good, we could go ahead and stand them up, and they could be our mashed potatoes with our what steak on the side and our stream things. And you know what? They got really smashed good. We even got some, what, gravy. UCLA is not a big-time program anymore. They need to get rid of that coach because they paying him big-time money. Hey, we're going to go now to Arizona. Coach Sumlin, man, what is you doing? He used to be my dude. I, I ain't trying to disown him. He's still a good guy. But... Man, when Coach Sumlin was at the University of Houston, he was a he was a genius. Now, I didn't want him to go to Texas A&M. I thought that was what putting a gun to your head because the good old boys ain't gonna never be happy. So he got a chance to go to Arizona, and he had a good quarterback there. The quarterback is a little loose with the ball, 
and sometimes makes bad decisions. But I'm going to say this. Coach Sumlin's going to have to do something about a defensive coordinator. He's going to have to step it up. I mean, don't be loyal to these guys. Most of these guys ain't going to be loyal to you. I'm just saying. We look at Utah. Man, Utah, they brought it. And they brought it real good. And much ups. Much ups and much love to the quarterback, Moss, the running back, and that defense. Yeah, they're bringing something. Hey, I'm not sold on Coach Mario Cristobal at Oregon. Not sold at all. Hey, don't get me wrong, Mario Cristobal. He's a U guy, University of Miami. Hey, but his quarterback, applesauce. That's right. Applesauce. He ain't got no meat to his game. Okay? But he does but he does have some quality skill position people. And that defense can fly around. Oregon. Who would have thought it? Disappointed. Arizona State. Herm. Come on, I love you, Coach Herm Edwards. Antonio Pierce. I love you guys, man. Coach Marvin Lewis. Love you guys. But hey, something has to be said about this offensive coordinator. Something has to be said about the defensive coordinator. I am tired of this. I know it's a young team. I know they're very young. But, man, they played a number of games now. Let's get it straight. We ain't going through no hippity hop now. We got it all going. So let's go ahead and get this thing back on track. Okay? Oregon State? Lose to Oregon State? Nah. Okay, let's look at Nebraska. <laughs> Over. Done. Put a fork in them. There you go. Michigan State should fire their head coach. Got to get rid of this guy. Okay? Got to get rid of him. Let's go ahead and look at Rutgers University. In New Jersey. My place of birth. Hey, they got to get a good guy in there. But they don't need an old coach from way back when to come in there. They need a guy that can relate to the young men, who can relate to the African-American ball players too, okay? Because the coach that was there when they were winning, well, they had some NCAA sanctions, and a lot of guys were rebelling. So, hey. They got to get somebody in there that can communicate with the players. Notre Dame. Okay. If you believe Notre Dame is going to win a national championship, you're out of your cotton-picking mind. I say again, Notre Dame is a big-time program. They got a what? Mid-sized coach. Get rid of this guy. Get rid of him. That's all I got to say on that. Hey, pro football. That's right. We go into the NFL. Minnesota. Wow. They showed out. Surprised the heck out of me. Much love to that defense. And that offense is clicking. Let's see if they get slowed down. Buffalo. 
don't like the quarterback, but he's making plays, but he's also very clumsy with the football. Defense is stout. Defense is stout. Dallas, I ain't going for it. Let me give you the, let me give you the soup on Dallas. Okay, I'm gonna give you the soup on Dallas. Number 50, Lee. He makes tackles five yards downfield. He can't cover no tight ends or running backs. Let me give you the scoop. Number 38, the safety, strong safety. Not a reliable tackler. Can't what? Cover. You must cover. Okay, if you're a defensive back. He doesn't have the hips. He doesn't have the, the get up. It's over. It's done. I don't know why he's back there. Okay? 55. All talk. No action. He don't bring it all the time. Defense. They need guys that can step up at all times to make plays. Offense. They got weapons. Some guys need to step up to what their pay rate is. Okay? Ezekiel Elliott. Hey. Got much love for the quarterback. But, again, the head coach will mess this up. He always does. The Ravens, Lamar, and the boys. Hey, that defense is coming around. But I need Earl Thomas to start being Earl Thomas that I know. That's what I need. I need the Earl Thomas that I know to start making plays back there, back there in that secondary, okay? And I think everybody else, is, you know, they're very young. They got some experience, but Earl Thomas got to make plays. And that offense, that offensive line getting off the ball, it's great to see um, the running backs running hard, the skill position people are making plays. Hey, I'm saying when, it's, when this kid throw the ball, go get it. That's what I'm telling the wide receivers. The tight ends are doing a, 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 a good job. Running backs are doing a good job. I need the wide receivers to go get it, and I need the tight ends to secure the catch. The young man needs to take his time. Sometimes he wants to rush, but he is a gifted young man who has a great eye looking over the field, and um, he's been making plays with his feet but also with his arms. Big time love for the Ravens. Hey, as we recap, let's not forget to talk about the Raiders. The Raiders. They got to win. They're in the hunt for the playoffs. As they say, much love to the Raiders. The Chargers. The L.A. Chargers. Now, I got three brothers over there. I got three Hurricanes. You got Denzel Perryman, Rashad Jenkins. You got Travis Benjamin. Okay, we got four. Bagley the kicker. All right? But I'm going to say this. I like Coach Lynn. I want to see him be successful. But, again, they got a quarterback who can't move. He's a statue. The reason why he's playing is because he got eight or nine kids. And how he going to make the money he's making working for what? An insurance company. Hey, 
He needs to stay in the NFL. If you ever seen the movie Any Given Sunday, watch how that wife told that quarterback, you better get your butt out there. I didn't sign up for this to get back to working. I got to take care of these eight to nine kids. So Rivers, he has to be gone because he's not in it for the love of the game. He has to pay bills. He has a lot of children. Okay, I'm going to make it plain. That's right. I'm all about that. Whoop, whoop. All right, check this out. We're definitely going to go into the Rams. Not happy with him. Disgusted with him. The head coach did not deserve to be the head coach. Okay? We all know that. Now, the quarterback, he didn't deserve the money. He did not deserve that money. And this is their downfall. As I said again, the head coach... The quarterback, and guess who is the quarterback coordinator? <laughs> Jed Fish, a guy who never played football in his life, only in America. 49ers, I don't believe in them. Seattle Seahawks, oh yeah. That defense got to stay tight, though. Sometimes it gets a little loose. But you need also your whole arsenal of weapons on the offensive side. And don't get me wrong, Mr. Gordon's going to be a big help to that, that team. As I talk about the NFL, college football, don't let me forget to say something about the NBA. I'm very happy that Carmelo Anthony does have a job working with the Portland Trailblazers. Hope he does well. Looking forward to seeing some great NBA basketball. So far as you recap everything with NBA, it looks very promising. It looks like it's going to be a lot of energy. Um, I think the fans will get excited. The network's going to get excited. But don't worry about this management junk. Guys just want to be ready for the long haul. Okay, when you're going up and down like that, I just want to let you know that I'm always looking forward to bringing you some of the best sports talk. That's all I want to do. I want to make you happy and let you know that I believe that college football, pro football, NBA, all is going to take off. And you people, the fans, the coaches, the players will get excited to see some of your stars do what they do. Now, let's go into Mr. Nick Saban, because I say it again. He put a young man in jeopardy. That's right. He put their quarterback in jeopardy. You up by 28 points, 35-7. I don't care if it's the first half, the first quarter. You get that kid out of there. He already had a bad ankle. This coach, who has no regard for players, players just do their job. They're on scholarship. This is his words. This man asks 100. He asks for 120%, but he only, he's never given 120%. He quit. In the NFL, he quit. Couldn't hack it. 
couldn't hack it. He was at LSU. He was feeding this. He was feeding himself and listening to the um the, the people, the gainsayers, listening to the media. So he went to the NFL thinking he was going to run that. No. He was at Michigan State, but he knew he wasn't going to win no national championship there. That's why he took it behind the LSU where they got players. He felt himself real good, and he went to the NFL. When the NFL kicked him to the curve where they were whooping his behind, then he what? He got out. He quit. He did a Lou Holtz. Now he's at Alabama because he knew he's not going to win at South Carolina. He's not going to win at Mississippi or Mississippi State. So he said, where am I going to win at? Oh, I think I could win in Alabama. They got great high school football. They got some great talent. I'm going to go there. And he's done well. He's a millionaire. He's a big-time money-making machine. Okay? No regard for the players. No regard for the parents. When I say that, hey, man, you got parents struggling out there. Struggling. Trying to make ends meet in Alabama. I got family out there. He don't care. Only thing he cares about is making sure he keeps his wife, his grandchildren, and, and his daughters and sons in Gucci. So Nick Saban, somebody, everybody's afraid to speak on Nick Saban. Stephen A. Smith ain't, ain't spoke on him. Because you know why? He sat up there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He sat up there in Alabama speaking to those players. Because he wanted to be cool with Nick Saban. Kobe Bryant, not one of my favorites at all. He sat up there speaking to those players. So you're not going to get people to speak against Nick Saban. Paul Feinbaum is not going to speak against Nick Saban. Again, my whole point to this is a young man's career is now in jeopardy. If I was Tua and his family, I would definitely get the youngest son who's a freshman, I would get him out of there. Have him go play at UCLA, USC, Oregon. That, that quarterback's going to be leaving at the end of the draft. Utah, that quarterback's going to be leaving at the end of the season. Get him out of there because this coach has always shown me he has no regard for the players. He does not coach this team. He overlooks. He has all these young coaches coaching this team. Because they be yelling, they be screaming, they be running. They have the energy. This man don't have no energy. This man don't have the energy Herman Edwards has. You know, he don't have that. But he's there to make a bunch of money. That's what I'm ticked off about. Hey, let's go back to a rewind of how many black coaches we have in the NFL. Three. Three. The number three. So many African-American ballplayers in the NFL. Three head coaches. One general manager. As I told you, the good old boys win. They win. And it's crazy. It's sad. Let's talk on Mr. Kaepernick. 
Um, the young man did something that turned a lot of people's heads when he had his um his tryout, if you want to call it, in Atlanta, well in Georgia. And um to him, he felt it was successful. Nike felt it was successful. Um, his people felt it was successful. Um, he just wanted to be on the top. He didn't want to be on the bottom. He wanted to make sure he took the narrative and was able to do what he wanted to do. And like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, the NFL is so flaky. It really is. I mean, I got ball players who, who I believe should be in the NFL, and they're not. You got players who are, are not in the, in the NFL because of certain reasons, and then you got players who are in the NFL because their uncle knew Uncle Joe. Okay, as I said again, there's some work need to be done every day. Hopefully, it'll get done. When you talk about communication, opportunities, we hope that it gets done. Hey, let's look at college basketball. When you talk about college basketball, you talk about a problem in college basketball. Remember, last year, you had four African-American coaches get caught. You don't believe their head coaches knew what they were doing? If you don't believe that, you are crazy. Their head coaches knew everything that was going down. None of them got in trouble except Rick Pitino. And he'd been getting away with, with, with stuff for so long, he had to get got. There were coaches that should be gone, but they're not. Now you got a situation with a young player at Memphis, um, the head coach, they say gave eleven thousand dollars so him and his family could move. They said that was a bad situation, shouldn't go down like that. You telling me that ball players have not gotten paid through coaches, through alums, through boosters? You telling me? You out of your cotton picking mind. And that's why I'm ticked off because if you're going to go after Penny Hardaway, and we all know who did this, Calipari and that chump over there at Tennessee, both of those coaches did this, okay? And probably a few more coaches in his conference. But I'm telling you, those are the two dudes. And it's, it's pissing me off because Calipari has done some foul stuff in the NCAA they ain't done nothing about it. That guy at Tennessee, you think Kevin Durant wasn't getting paid when he was at Texas? Coach Barnes, when he was at Texas, you telling me that Coach Barnes did not give Kevin Durant some cheese? Or he had people in the Texas organization, alums, or boosters, hook him up with some cheese? You crazy. You crazy. You're telling me Dwayne Wade didn't get no cheese when he was at Marquette? You crazy. I could go on and on to the break of dawn. 
I just exposed so many. But you know what? You need to check this and believe this. I'm not playing any games. I'm coming to you real. Coaches need to be held accountable. Athletic departments need to be held accountable. You all putting it on the players. One more thing. Let's look at programs who use players and don't really want them to go to school. Now, we know these players can, right now, they could play their freshman year and then they can leave and go to the pros. We got some coaches, would you believe this? And you have some academic advisors or academic people in, in, in the programs are allowing some of these freshmen to take just 12 units. That's three to four classes. That's it. Because they know those kids are not coming back next year. So they just want to keep them eligible. So they don't get in, in, in trouble with the NCAA. That is sad. You're going you're gonna to have a guy come into your school and he's going to take 12 units. That is sad. Let's look at some more stuff that's going down. When, when people get injured, we need the schools to be held accountable. Players should not be going out there if they're injured. Players should not be going out there and ruining their future careers. That's my problem. You got college officials, trainers, telling players that they can get back out there and bust their heads, but they're not really ready. It happens on the NFL. It happens in the NFL all the time. It happens in the NBA all the time. But for college basketball and college football, track and field, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, this needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed openly, not behind closed doors. As I go through with the rewind, let me give you my final analysis. Check one, check two. Parents, let's wake up. Let's make sure our young people are going to a school, not just so you can have a bumper sticker on the back of your car, but going to a school that's going to be good for them, that's going to love them, care about them, appreciate them, not just for the job they have to do to keep the scholarship, because they're people, quality young men and women. Let's wake up, parents. Let's wake up, young men and young women. Don't go to the school because it's UCLA or USC, University of Miami, because you want a bumper sticker on the back of your parents' car. You need to go to this school because the school embraces you. That's why I always tell young people, look at HBCUs. Those schools embrace you. They embrace the student. My whole thing is, I am what an advocate 
And I believe in what I'm saying because it happened for me when I was at Langston University in Oklahoma, a historical black college. Again, I just wanted to break that down to you. I really believe if you just listen to a few things I have to say, you'll say, yowza, yowza, yowza. Until we come together again, I like to say, much love. Take care of you. The Rewind. I'm out.